Right now, it's showtime. It's Dave. Dave. And Mahoney. Well, I tell you, it's not every day that I look over at Audrey and she is clearly ready to start the show, but she's got herself a large frothing cup of coffee and a fairly large Tupperware container of exclusively watermelon. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't have anything to input because that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Over here. No. I mean, are you are you going straight after the watermelon? Or are you going to put some uh, tahini? Tahini on? is over there. I eyeballed it. The watermelon doesn't look as like red as I would like, so probably. Yeah, it looks a little um, undercooked. <laughs> a little unwell. It's pale. It's not. Yeah. It's, watermelon's not. This isn't in season. It's not in season. No, when, no, no, no. When, like when is many, watermelon season? Is like that many summertime? of us, we cocoon in yeah, the wintertime, uh-huh. and then we really pop off in the summer. Does, you that, know? does that watermelon have seasonal depression, you think? I think it does. It does. It's okay. Yeah, you know, you, it's looking a little gray. We'll get you some eggnog. We'll, we'll put a little spice in your yeah. life with the team, <laughs> and we'll just keep it pushing. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> All right, so let's get things going. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off. What would you like first there, Audrey? Dave... Let's start off today's show with some bad news. I really love that I get to do that. Yeah, you're so good at it. You're so much better at it than Mahoney. Clip that. Send it to him. Ruin his vacation. <laughs> you're terrible. Um, so I don't know if this is a surprise uh, because I, I think that everyone's kind of feeling this, but uh, people going back to the office is making productivity plunge. Duh. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about the pandemic is that productivity didn't suffer as a result of people doing remote work. Mm. In many cases, employees became even more productive while working at home. And so now it's this really weird situation where there's a whole bunch of these corporations where they're like, no, you must sit in the box that we give you and do your work if you want our money. And you're like, well, what, what does it matter where I am if I can effectively get the work done? In fact, I can actually get more work done without having the nonsense of driving to and from the office and everything else. For sure. And uh, it's led to a lot of people just, and we've talked about quiet quitting, which I think is kind of a bitch move. Like, just quit if you want to quit. But but isn't that the whole thing? You just quit. Well, you don't make a stink of it. Isn't I mean, that what quiet quitting means? Quiet quitting, I think, is like where you don't even tell them. You just sort of like drift away. You ghost? It's, it's like ghosting them, yeah. That's oh. what I've always thought. But um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know either. Some managers are responding to the changes by imposing productivity tracking software on their employees, which seems like a very healthy thing to do. That's super unhealthy. Not only that, it makes it to where people are going to specifically look for jobs that are at home only. And then we're going to see a massive decline. All of these shortages that we keep hearing about and workplace shortages is because the lack of option. I'm not we saying did it's it a for one two si- years, dude. Yes. Like I'm, we know I'm not saying work. it's a one size fits all. Like there's some jobs where it definitely helps to be together, Obviously, right? For sure. This would be one of them, right? Where you're getting together every day, you're trying to be creative. If we all just were sitting at home and you were once again laying in bed, I did while that once. You did it more, 100 percent more than anyone else. I think else. I, yeah, I think I actually, to be fair, I said I did it once. I only have one photo. Yeah, I think there was more than once. I, I think it was for a week. Yeah, about a week. A week straight. Uh huh. But it was fun. Yeah. And then I was like, I need to go get up. No, I mean, like, all that that anyone was asking is that you just literally sit up. I I needed to sleep. Did you? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so so the long and short of this is that going back to the office does not help productivity at all. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Or the other option, 
put productivity tracking software on your employees to make sure they're doing what you want. I love those mouse uh, mouse pads that will like vibrate to make it seem like you're working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like shout out to whoever is the inventor for us to just be corner cutters. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. For we would get along great. Whoever invented the Cliff Notes, maybe it was Cliff. Awesome. Mr. Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. Appreciate love you. you. Some good news today as well. Uh, you can pretty much do two workouts a week and have, it, have the same effect as five workouts a week. And let me explain. If you do like two of the higher intensity workouts. Hit. It, yeah, something like that. High intensity interval training that can be just as effective as doing like five moderate workouts where you're just walking around. Not not saying that it's a bad thing, obviously, to do five workouts a week. I feel like this is important because so many people stress out over the fact like they didn't get their movement in for the day or like they panic because because they feel like failures because they didn't get in. Shame ourselves with the The Apple Apple watches watches or the Fitbits or whatever where if I know that if I don't hit my goal of all, closing all three rings, I'm like, oh, today wasn't a great day. See, but then this makes me feel like there's going to be more gorilla workouters where they're like, yeah, like in the gym. It's like, dude, okay, wait, wait, I, so I think this is your one of two workouts. That's not attractive? <laughs> no, I love the lunk alarm. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. This is Dave and Mahoney. So having stepkids can be a lot of fun, I'm sure. But having stepkids or just kids that are your significant other that you're in a relationship with is uh, has can be a little bit challenging from time to time. You know, we've heard about you know the new person coming into the picture and then trying to win over the stepchildren. You're not my dad. There's a lot of that. You can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, this relationship had already soured. So a mom had been dating this guy for quite some time, and they had a rental home, and I guess for whatever reason, she went to jail. So the girlfriend was arrested and went to jail, and this left her two sons at this guy's house, even though he had decided that he was going to move out and be somewhere else. So they were basically at the end of their relationship, and they were figuring out what the next steps were. This was a rental house that they were in, I guess, that he went to, whatever it was, his primary estate, and he left the girlfriend and her two sons there that were older, one of which is 19 years old. But unfortunately, girlfriend then goes to jail, and so now it's just the two sons that are in this house that belong to who is soon to be their mom's ex-boyfriend. Complicated, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things happening here. So let me make sure that I'm getting this straight. Mom, jail, sons left behind because one's 19, one's a little younger. Boyfriend no longer in the picture. And no longer in the house, no but the, the house, house belongs to him. Under his name, yep. but not he's not renting it out to her. He owns it. Uh, he, he either owns it or he it's his, in his, his name. name. Right? Okay, yeah. got it. So they didn't include all of the details, but one thing that they didn't include that was very important is that when she talked to her sons in jail, she said, quote, I would have destroyed that house before I went to jail. Oh, no. And so like the boys, a figure of speech sort of thing? Yeah, like oh. I want to trash that place before I left. A couple of days later, three to be exact, her children called her again, bragging that they had done what she had suggested to the house. Oh, no. See, and now they're going to get in trouble big time. As they probably should. They dumped all the pots and pans onto the driveway. They destroyed the bed frame. They ripped apart all of the appliances. They tore down the walls. They ripped out the light fixtures. And they poured concrete down the toilet. 
So they bulldoze the house. Pretty much, man. So they are going to, what kind of, that's a, that's got to be a felony charge. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. When the guy returned home, he also found that the cabinets had been ripped out. A door was nailed to the roof with the words F-U spray painted on wait, it. That's kind of funny. That's a little funny. <laughs> uh, estimated cost to repair, 180000 to $200,000 oh, worth of damage. That's a new half a house. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I mean, I'm the like jaws on the floor right now. I 19 can't 19-year-old even... charged with vandalism. I would say, though, if you were looking for a reason to finally flush that relationship, well, you're going to have to find another way because the toilet's full of concrete. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Telephone. Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. I am old, and it's hard for me to see at night. Why do your headlights have to be seen from dadgum Venus? Don't buy those headlights. Some of us will crash into you. Just tell me, why is it necessary to light up the entire city when you only need to see 100 feet in front of you? Oh, my goodness. I hope you get... Fleas in your armpits. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not just the people. I mean, the ones that are driving around with their brights on in the middle of the city or even down the interstate when you're passing other vehicles. Like, what are you what are you doing? Just have some self-awareness. Know what's going on. Also, you're a red flag to a cop. I'm sure if you're driving around with your brights on. Yeah. But the, the people that have even those like super bright LED lights. Those are the worst. What are we doing? I have astigmatism, okay? Whose I can't handle that? those. I like legitimately whenever I am in front of a truck, I have to move my the mirror. The mirror. Yeah. And I even move my side mirrors and that's not safe. I it does feel a little illegal. Not my actions, their actions. Yeah, not yours. No, it's fine. No, I, I'm tr- I'm trying to make sure that I'm safe because I can't clearly see because I'm being blinded by the dude behind me. Blinded by the lights. The idea of, of those being a good idea for anyone, because I've been in cars that have those before, and they don't help you see any better. I just don't understand, like, this guy's point. It, so say you're on a country road. I get it. Like, I get it. Yes. I, I, I totally Turn understand your turning your brights on. But whenever you're on the freeway or a highway You're on a well-lit interstate. You don't need your lights on. <laughs> you don't need that type of light. You just don't. Turn your headlights off. Folks. I did notice we, you, you and I were talking about this the other day, and I feel like this is the, uh, the the epitome of the worst of the worst of the freeway driver. Not only was he in a giant truck, but I've I've seen this guy a couple times on my way into work, and what he does is he he tries to bully you in the lane that you're in, and he doesn't turn his brights on immediately. But if you're not going the speed that he wants you to go, he'll flick the lights on, go around you if you're in the in the fast lane, and like make sh- make it known that you were not appeasing him in how fast you were supposed to go. And but hopefully his light brights on to let you know right before he's about to do the act. So like the whole flashing of the lights thing, I don't think that goes over very well in in America. I I did learn that that is a fairly common thing over in Europe. Like if somebody's in the fast lane and you flick your lights at them, like they'll actually just move over a lot of times. Yeah, sort of I- just like a friendly little hey it's like the little toot toot, but it's with the headlights just to let you know, hey, I'm I'm going, I'm going at a little faster rate of speed. If you could please move over. Here, that's just road rage and a shooting. Yeah. I 
also did learn that uh, like a quick little double tap of your brakes so that whenever you're uh, like around or going around a semi truck, that also means like a thank you, like a little toot doot on your brakes so they see it. So I've seen it with like other 18 wheelers where they're like kind of pop their lights on and off a couple of times. Just yeah. as yeah, same thing. A little thank you. We need more. We we need more thank yous and less use on the road. It's interesting that we're just humans and we have find ways to communicate without yeah. verbal communication. That's kind of crazy. Producer Jordan is over there like, yes, <laughs> through the glass hamster box that we have you in. I like, agree, yes. Audrey. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. David Mahoney and Audrey, help me out here. Can't stand my brother-in-law who's married to my wife's sister, so every time we make fun of him. I tell my wife, well, he's your brother-in-law. She tells me he's my brother-in-law also, to which I say, no, he's married to your sister. Who's right here? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Message deleted. You both are right. You're both right. He's yeah. t- he's your brother-in-law, but he's also your wife's brother-in-law because you're married to your wife. No, no, no. So if he's married to his wife, then... Mm. No, so it's so it's his wife's sister. Right. So I'm thinking about my my wife's sister. His brother or husband. That would be technically your brother-in-law. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. it's both. But I mean, I love the 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 argument of you pitting him off between Yeah, yeah. one one divorce and no longer my brother-in-law. You're still stuck with him. <laughs> True. <laughs> So you guys think in 10 years that Snapchat and TikTok, they're going to be seen as like old people apps? Message deleted. Without question, MySpace. I mean, even though MySpace is having that era of life is having a huge resurgence. We're seeing the uh, like the zombification. Welcome back to the early aughts, like the 2000 swoop yeah, bang. That's, not, that's never going to happen. There's some nostalgia there, but it's like bringing Blockbuster back. You're like, come on. Nobody really actually wants it. Oh, MySpace is, but, is in the ground for I mean, sure. You think about deep. Facebook, and that seems like a relic at this point. In fact, it's been discarded by many people. Didn't you delete your Facebook not that yeah. long ago, just like getting rid of it entirely? I'm also seeing a huge narrative online just talking about, well, first of all, a lot of kids just don't have Instagram. It's a, it's, it really is like the 20-somethings and older. Like when, you don't hear about teens having Instagram. No, not really. It's all TikTok. And it was all Snapchat there for a second. I think Snapchat still exists for the for the youngs because they've got a lot of the filters. The filters, the fun are, filters. are great. How, how is it that Snapchat is so much better at filters than everyone else? I don't know. And then they just try and steal them and don't do a very good job on them, like Instagram. I will say that the uh, the, the whole thing with like people you know migrating from one app to the other, it's fine. I get it. I understand why people do it. But there's also limits. Like you can't as an as an old person. Decide, okay, I'm going to become the TikTok dance person. See, but you're such a hater. Oh, I, it doesn't no. bother I've, me. I've seen it. It doesn't bother I've me. I've seen it with, like, you know, people that are it's cringy in their if early you know 40s. Them. I, I do think know them. I think it's cringy if you know them and they're I getting do. no engagement. Like, the what? second yes. they get engagement, though, you'd be like, good for them. They're making their money that oh, way. If they're actually making some money, sure. But they're sure. trying to. But Everybody's no, going to start somewhere. Oh, you got 11 views and this is your That's why you find it cringy. You're 46. Like, what are you doing, lady? See, but you know other people who are like in their forties and doing great online and have a great online presence. Do I? Yeah. I mean, do I? Yeah. That are making money. Yes. I don't believe you. It's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you.
Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Why do we have the most schizophrenic studio ever when it comes to the temperature? I don't know. I'm going It just from went the- from the air conditioning being on to the heat being on. I literally have a parka court, on. You, you put your parka on because the air conditioning was on, and now the heat is on. Ah, I just... I have a parka that goes down to my knees, and I have chills. Is that a, is that a full length parka? It's a full parka? length, like we live in Utah or something. Yes. <laughs> it is a full length Utah parka. Just in case. Just in go, case the just air conditioning have, kicks on. You have to hop on a snowmobile to go home today. You're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we might uh, actually be doing this out of the North Pole's hot feels. Yeah. At least today. Um, so this is an interesting thing that developed yesterday. Uh, you went to Starbucks, and you encountered a couple of people that were having... Quite the conversation. Yes. So I was at a coffee shop, and I was at one of those coffee coffee shops that is very uh, aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's very cutesy whenever you walk in. There's trees. There's the little hanging lights. Um, they serve the tea and coffee out of cute little coffee cups and pots. It's a whole thing. So I, I went there yesterday, and I was by myself. I had some time to kill. And I... I was in a section. I was so excited because usually this section is one of the first ones to get grabbed. It's got a swing. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, there's like a swing what? over in this corner. Wow. And I was okay. so pumped. I was like, yes, I get to sit in this swing. So I walk over. I sat my little tea down and I got my book out. And there are two other seats because it's supposed to be like for group seating. But there there was no other seats around me. Okay. Like, so so I, I had the perfect opportunity to be like, yes. well, I, I can't sit anywhere else. So I guess I'm going to have to take up this huge corner. <laughs> but what a cozy little little afternoon you were having. You yeah. go to a coffee shop with your book. And okay, yeah, it's a yeah. vibe. Yeah, it's a feel. And jazz is playing. So I was just oh. in my moment. I, I was in yeah. my moment, yeah. in my element. So, so I'm sitting there swinging with my little legs kicking, and and uh, a couple comes up, and I didn't. I just assumed that they were already a couple. And the guy goes, "Hey, like, do you care if we sit here?" And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." Um, and then it unfolds. It was a first date. Oh, uh, the coffee first date, which is sometimes a little awkward. Yes. And this one turned out to be. Very awkward. Very awkward. So he was the person who was really leading the charge on all of the questions. Right out of the back, he's like, how long have you lived here? And then also proceeded to follow up with the question, are you into crystals? She, are you into crystals was question number two? Yes. Wow. Which I feel like, take notes, Jordan. I need you to understand. These are all questions that are very odd. Okay? Like, she what was gig essential oils? So, I ah. mean, maybe, maybe what I was trying to figure out was maybe she had... Posted some stuff online that maybe had, was leading him to ask a lot of these questions. Do you feel like that was his? That was supposed to be the home run question because I, I know where you're going with this. There's a lot of guys that will like do their research, and if yes. he's seen her posting about crystals, and he did a whole bunch of research on crystals with the hope that she'd be like, "Yes, I'm into crystals," because most people that are into crystals are crazy crystal people. Yes. And that would have been like the perfect jumping off point to have this long conversation, but it didn't go that way. No, and I feel like maybe he's into the girl, those girls like that. Okay. So after further review, after listening to their conversation, because I was being nosy, I did put my phone down, yeah. or my, my book down, and I picked my phone up, and I started live tweeting this whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is, uh, get the popcorn out, like I'm sipping my tea, quite literally, uh-huh. as I'm listening to this. And the escalation of the conversation was comical. It went from... The crystal question to him talking about his love for magic and how I oh. was just like, he was 
really into magic. And her jaw was just like on the floor while now, he was talking about. Do you mean like all- Magic the Gathering or like the game? Or was he talking about like I want to be the next David Blaine? No, and- he was talking like pulling rabbits out of hats magic. Oh, He was like, cool. I am just so into magic. And I went to go see a magic show. And it was the best thing I've ever seen. Which, great. Like, he loved to be entertained. <laughs> is that not impressive? I mean. Is, not, is that not impressive? this lady. If you can, if you can do like a <laughs> America's Got Talent trick where all of a sudden she's got something written on her chest and it's a playing card that she had memorized. Is this your card? Right. That Mm. might be impressive, but just to be like, I went to a magic show. And he was just so impressed. And I thought it was great. So (laughs) she didn't really find it impressive. Mm. Her response was, and I quote, with this much enthusiasm, oh, wow. And I was like, oh! Oh. (laughs) No, dude! Audrey's over going, damn! where you know that that whole date just ended. Yeah, oh, God. I guess there's no resurrecting it, right? No, but then okay. there's more. Oh. So then he asks, <laughs> do you have hobbies? Like, do you crochet? And I was like... <laughs> he said, do you have hobbies? Like, do you, do you crochet? crochet? Wow. And then asked about, like, her pets, her kid, because I guess she had a kid. I found, all, I found out a lot about these people. There was a lot of things that happened in a short, like, 15-minute time span, 30-minute time span. My favorite part is when he asked her if she wanted to have more kids. And yes. her reaction was, no, no, oh my God, that'd be so terrible. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, because I kind of was thinking about it, I wanted him. And then that was the moment that I was like, this date's done. Yeah. This date is done. There's no more. But then he, again, pressed forward, and I got got, Dave. I got caught because I cackled out loud like I was a member of the live studio audience watching along to this theater performance of a date. It seriously felt like I was a part of this show. Did he he say something that was funny or did he say (laughs) something that was unintentionally funny? Unintentionally funny because he was again leading the charge and asking all of the questions. Uh And after, (laughs) I don't even know what brought this up, but probably just getting to trying to get any type of response out of her. He was like, so do you, uh, what does the interior design of your house look like? Um, (laughs) Do you have beaded drapes and the way he said it was just like that beaded drapes like trying to like get some type of reaction from her and i went <laughs> and i cackled out loud and i looked at them and i went down to my phone and i was like it is time to go i have got to leave because i have been caught i just laughed along with this guy who was laughing and what? it made her kind of giggle because i laughed <laughs> what, what what can they expect though it's like they, they came into your space into my space yes exactly so. jordan be on my team i love this for me it was their fault that they came into my swinging tea session, my solo swinging tea session, because it's it's close enough to where you sit there with a group of friends. Like, and we were props to close. them for providing the entertainment. That's great. Way better than the book. Way better than the book. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. This is Dave and Mahoney. It is time for a round of the Overshare Chair. Audrey, it is your turn. I know you've been looking forward to this so much so that you forgot that we were doing this today. Yes, I did, Dave. Um, because usually I block traumatic things out. So okay. I'm a little yeah. nervous. I'm Are just you? a little nervous. Okay. Yeah, because usually whenever people ask questions, it's it's the, you we know the type of questions that usually well, happen. Look, there, there are certainly some questions about you know sex and stuff like that, and I mean that's always part of it. But there's also some really interesting questions that we okay. get that well, I, then I'm excited. I, I feel like tell tell us a lot about you and where you come from and what your whole life is about. And this first one texted over to us from eight one eight said. Tell us about this grandmother that you spoke about on the show a couple of times that hates you. Why does your grandma hate you? So it is my step-grandmother. Okay. Um, so for clarification, um, a little bit of background of 
how long this person, these people have been in my life. Uh, my mom and my stepdad got together when I was three. So you're so I call my step I call my stepdad dad. Right. Right. Like it's kind of like Mahoney also calls his stepdad dad because sure. he's been a part of his life since you're a baby. Since you have before you have memories. Mem- yes. yes. So your whole my life growing up yes. was with my stepdad and so my mom it's and your stepdad's family. parents. Is that yes. right? Okay, got Who it. lived in the, our same town. So we would grow up going, you know, Sunday dinners, um, you know, uh, Christmas mass, Easter mass, all of that. So these aren't we people have, that you would just see a few times uh, throughout no. the course of your life. Like every week you'd see each other. Pretty much. Yeah. Or at least every, like, couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So um, it didn't really register, though, that they did not like me until I was in college. And I was visiting um, there with a boyfriend the, that I'd been with at the time. And we're sitting there, and they're discussing, because my brother and my sister were in high school, and they were getting ready to take the ACTs, SATs, the whole thing, and they were discussing, uh, you know, their college. You know, like, Audrey's in college. You know, she moved away to to Kentucky to be in school, and, you know, where do you guys think you want to go? And they just started talking about finances and how that they would pay for their school as long as they promised to keep a 4.0 GPA. Okay. All of this stuff, you know normal things right like i feel like that's a pretty good deal if you keep up your grades that's a really it's good a big deal incentive, yeah well then my mom looks over at my grandmother and goes well you know audrey didn't get that same kind of you know offer offer yeah, yeah. and she goes well she's not our grandkid and i went oh <laughs> i said oh okay well that's not how I have felt my entire life, but interesting to know that you now think that. She said that in front of you? In front of me and my boyfriend at the time. Whoa. So, and I just kind of look over at him, and I look over at my mom, and I just am shocked. Like, I was in so much shock that it didn't even hurt my feelings in the moment. And I feel like all of us have had those, those I can't even believe I'm in this scenario sort of situation that you just are emotionless. It's almost like numbness. And I just like, okay. And I just took it, cataloged it, bloop, put it in the back of my head. And I was like, I will remember that forever. She didn't get a, an, an, she didn't get a visceral reaction out of me in that time. But anytime she calls, I'm but, like, I'm not answering. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not. You're saying she's done other stuff too, like cropping you out of photos. So, yeah. And, so, but that's like, been just, recent. So, because so I, so I don't weird, really go man. back home too often in order to get to the city that I grew up in, you have to fly to a, a bigger city that's around there and then yeah, drive in. Normal. It's like sure. a huge ordeal. Um, and you know, so I haven't gone back to too often. So this past Christmas I went and we had a great time. Like, I mean, from what I thought, we're enjoying dinner, you're having great conversation, you know, enjoying wine, breaking bread, the yeah. whole family thing. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to have the photos that we took posted online on Facebook. And it says, had a great Christmas with the family and I'm cropped out and you can see my hand. <laughs> that is the worst. That's the equivalent of like when you have a picture you really like of yourself, but it's with your ex, and so the, their arm is still around your shoulder. But man, when you're talking about family, and the hand is still in there, and I, it's like, and I got blue fingernail polish. Oh, that little little ghost hand. Yeah, it's like there it was wildcat hand. Jeez, Louise. So Ooh. yeah, she's a kind, kind person. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, do you care at all about the Avatar sequel that is coming out? So, yes, because Avatar was one of the, if not the biggest box office hit in, like, what was it, 2008, 2009? Yeah, um, did, you, it did you really love it? It just transformed 
movies. I mean, it was like the first what CGI? If that's is it CGI? It I was think like, it was three D. Yeah. Of that like caliber. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like fully immersed into like I wasn't doing like the costuming. After it came out, I wasn't, like, painting my body blue or anything, but okay. I thought if it was a great w- film. If there's one person here that has painted their body blue, it's definitely producer pajamas. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love you just, oh, what? Uh, hang on. What do you, what do you mean? Have you ever dressed up as an avatar? No. Okay. He, All right. Just because he's a virgin doesn't equal cosplay. Yes, it does. He has been wearing a tail for the past month and showed up on Halloween in a full Squid Game outfit. I mean... I do, I do enjoy myself a costume. They are fun. See? But I, I don't do it often. You <laughs> okay, guys have been right. a special case. Okay. So, <laughs> Only for us. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the new Avatar, The Way of Water, is going to open in theaters on December 16th. I just am totally uninterested. Like, you took way too long to keep us engaged. I mean, what did you say, 2008? Yeah. Come on, man. Um, I think they take a really long time to make, right? Hasn't it, this it been in the work for five years? It doesn't take 15 years. Uh, true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that it's going to be bad. I don't think that the 15-year wait necessarily... I mean, sheesh, look at Hocus Pocus. It just broke streaming records. Uh, it was like the most streamed movie ever. Yeah, and granted, like, it wasn't even good. That's because of nostalgia. Well, is this Avatar not hold nostalgia no. for some people? It, what, no. Dave? That's not true. <laughs> that's just simply not true. So, I think that everyone here is a fan of uh, Pedro Pascal. Bo, daddy. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was in Narcos. He's the Mandalorian. He's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, some good, some bad, like the, the Wonder Woman stuff, not great, but uh, there's a new series. That's that is, one bad thing, Dave. Don't you uh, besmirch no. the name of Pedro. No, he was in some kids' movie, too, and that was real, real so, cheesy. So the kids' stuff is just not good. Yeah, the like, adult stuff is great. Corny Pedro, not for me. When it's got Serious a little bit of an edge drama. to it, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Okay. Um, and this sounds like it probably has a bit of an edge to it, so it's called The Last of Us. It's a new series coming to HBO in January, and it's based on the popular video game. And the whole thing is about this guy named Joel, who's played by Pedro. That's a smuggler, and he is tasked with trying to get this teenage girl whose name is, real name is Bella Ramsey, but her name is Ellie in the show. They worked together on Game of Thrones back in the day, uh, and he has to try to get her across the United States, which has been ravaged by, like, a zombie-like outbreak. And, again, probably has a bit of an edge to it. Uh, The fact that they're both reuniting with HBO from the Game of Thrones days also makes a lot of sense, and um, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I don't really know if I can get into the fantasy stuff anymore. I've tried, and I've tried. Like House of Dragons? House of Dragons, the Lord of the Rings show. Lord of the Rings show is pretty slow. It's, it's not really a fantasy, because fantasy, would you think, is like old, like bows and arrows kind of era? Or? Not necessarily. No, if there's a dragon so if there's or an dra- orc. Yeah, um, even it's, like Peter Pan is so, fantasy. So yeah. the, the Last of Us is current day, and it's essentially like a zombie apocalypse. It's like all spores and mushrooms and everything infected everybody. And the girl, Ellie. So sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. She, she's she got, like, immunities, and so he's trying to, like, get her to safety and make a cure. Zombies still kind of fantasy. I hope so. Not the proper fantasy, like a scary fantasy. So Shakira has uh, made a lot of parents angry, and the reason why is because she was at, um, she was hanging out with her kids, and she was at the Tower of Terror in Barcelona, 
and she skipped the line with her kids. Barcelona. A uh, Barcelona? Yes. Clearly, you've never had a Euro trip in college, Dave. I did not. Uh, A witness who is a local reporter said that she suddenly appeared with her two children and a security guard, and they all snuck in. And as a result, everyone is furious that Shakira is a line cutter, calling her worse than a, a litterer. I called her worse than a litterer. That was you? Yes. That's not worse than being a litterer. Okay, just because you're Shakira doesn't mean you you're cut the line yes, that everybody has been waiting you're for two a, hours yes, for. Yes, absolutely nah, it does. man, you wait. You are a huge celebrity. You can't be you waiting can't in line. You can't evade taxes, Shakira, and evade lines. But she's going to try. That's kind of her thing. Might as well give it a shot. The government's not getting paid, and I'm not waiting. If she is What's cutting lines. What's the point lines? of being a hip-shaking celebrity if you can't do those two things? If she is cutting lines, I want to see those hip-shake. That, is, that is my bereavement. She cannot wait in line for 90 minutes. She is Shakira. The whole point of being a celebrity and a rich celebrity is that you don't have to wait in Listen, line. Listen, we were just talking about how dated 15 years ago Avatar was. Uh-huh. Shakira has not been relevant since before Avatar. You take those words back. How dare you? Did you not see the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? No, 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 no. The hips don't lie. It's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. Dave and Mahoney bring you Bleeped BS. It's got to be your bull. Wow. Look, if you don't have a dirty mind, this game is easy. Unfortunately, most of the people that are listening to this program have a dirty mind. Sandy is with us today. Hey, Sandy, how about you? Do you have a dirty mind? I do. Okay. Well, look, (laughs) we have Audrey on your team. She also, filthy mind, in the gutter all of the time. Uh, (laughs) All you have to do is try to get two out of these three. So I'm going to give you the premise of what is being talked about. Most of these involve a celebrity of some sort. In fact, they all do. Um, and I'll give you three options after I play you the audio. You're just trying to figure out what's actually being talked about without getting too distracted by the bleeps, okay? Okay. You get two out of the three, you win. Here's the first one. This is an Irish actress by the name of Sharon Horgan, and she dropped something while she was on set. Let's have a listen. Sharon Horgan, you've yeah. had a daytime television experience. Yeah, I dropped a c- on Sunday brunch. Um, is that a euphemism? Dropped a c- No, I didn't. You know, you So she drops something, and you're trying to figure out what it is. Is it A, she dropped a cat, B, she dropped a chest, C, she dropped a carrot? Mm. He said, is that a euphemism for something? Mm -hmm. So I feel like chest, uh, I feel like that would be like, I wouldn't, my head wouldn't go into the gutter if I heard she dropped a chest. Okay. Carrot, maybe. Okay. But what would she be doing carrying around a cat? Hmm. What do you think, Sandy? I'm kind of feeling the carrot. Maybe the cat. Oh, I don't know. I know. I'm with you. It's so Uh, weird. Do you want to hear it one more time? Uh, Sure. Okay. Yeah, one more time. Sharon Horgan, you've had a daytime television experience. Yeah, I dropped a cat on Sunday brunch. Um... (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Drop the c- No, I did. You know, you drop the Drop something. Sunday brunch. This is weird. It's weird. I'm kind of feeling the cat. I'm the kind cat. of feeling cat. All right, let's go cat. Cat is incorrect. Was it carrot? It was carrot. So she dropped a carrot because she was cooking a dish on a live daytime talk show while they were mm. making brunch and she dropped a carrot, which would have been the euphemism. Dang it. 
Cat would have worked too. I get what you guys are thinking, but okay. That's tough. No problem. We have two more, and we have to get both of them correct. Here we go. On to number two. Uh, Jimmy Fallon managed to embarrass himself. What did he do this time? And I walk over, and the f- starts laughing, looking at me. She goes, "Oh, honey. Oh my gosh." And took my f- this is a true story. And I looked at you, and I go, uh, "Hello, Mr. F- sir." And you go, "Didn't you get the memo? It's a barbecue." He was talking to Obama, is what I'm gathering. That was, uh, yes, I hope so. Uh, the options are he embarrassed himself by A, wearing a suit, B, he didn't bring any side dishes or snacks, or C, he showed up hammered. I'm going to guess the reason why Obama was teasing Jimmy about it being a barbecue is because he came overdressed. And because most people okay. would probably dress up for the president in mm-hmm. a suit. Okay. So I would I like say logic. that probably, I don't, I don't know how you're feeling, but I feel like it's probably suit. What do you think, Sandy? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going with the suit. You're on the board. Well done. Woo! Okay. So you got one correct, one incorrect. We got to <laughs> get this last one right, though, in order to win. So when I say the name Domo okay. Gleason, do you know who that is? No. So Domo Gleason, he is the lead actor in the show The Patient. That's what I know him from. He's done a bunch of other stuff, I guess, but... Uh, he's in The Patient with Steve Carell, which just aired on Hulu, and it's fantastic. He plays the co-lead in that. But let me show you his face there. Oh, okay. yeah, super yeah, so freaky you, face. Yeah, you've seen him before. Um, so he was <laughs> trying not to do something in the presence of Kate Blanchett, and you're trying to figure out what that is. Here we go. I, and I was like, don't do not do it. Don't, don't get with sure. the great Kate Blanchett. Hard not to. And I said, I'm a huge fan of your work. I would love to you someday, and it's a pleasure to and uh, she was very nice back. And then I walked away straight into the women's bathroom. He's British? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. He's, uh, he's, he's actually Irish, but yeah. What? Yeah, he's from the UK, yeah. I, yep. t- no t- idea. No what idea. the? Why yeah, do all these British people have fantastic American accents? They're coming to take our jobs. They're taking but they're, our take jobs. jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when he saw Kate Blanchett, he was trying not to, A, be weird, B, ask her out, C, Ask for cocaine. I'm going to assume be weird because she's a babe and he was trying to play it cool. That's okay. my guess. Agreed. I go with weird. For the win or loss. No! You got it. So let me just show you this picture real quick. So that's, no. that's him in the middle. Everyone says he looks exactly like Kate Blanchett. They do, but don't they, they look they so do. similar? They do. Yeah. And it, Tilda Swinton, too. So, like, all three of them could be siblings. They could be. Yeah. He just must really admire himself. <laughs> Have you ever seen couples like that where they, yeah, they date someone that sure. looks just like and themselves? And, like, their kids, like, yeah. they all look. It's yeah. just, that's so freaky. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. (laughs) Do you think that children we hear screaming in the grocery stores are the ones that become adults that scream at the cashiers? (laughs) Message deleted. (laughs) I will tell you, as a uh, parent of four young kids... Uh, kids controlling their, like, regulating their emotions is nearly impossible. Okay, so let me ask you this. I, I am always wowed whenever I hear parents talk about how different each one of their kids are. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's because each human being has a different personality type. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee any of your future children being Karens? And if so, which one? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Karen, I feel like there's a real negative connotation of just being mean to people they shouldn't be mean to. Okay. But I could uh, for sure see Olivia flipping a table if necessary. (laughs) Uh, No question. And her brother, Duke, would probably be there to make sure that the table was properly flipped. Dude, Duke is violent, man. He's strong. He is strong. He's only two years old. and he, he, He charged at me with a wiffle ball bat yesterday, fully cocked, ready to wallop me where his french fries not warm enough i I had just walked in the room it's like he'd been waiting for me all day and so i front kicked him and knocked him down like a badass and my wife's like why did you just kick our son across the room like he was attacking me you sparta kicked yeah that's right i'm huge compared to you you little moron so dave have you and your wife discussed about at what age you'll give your eldest daughter her first cell phone? Message deleted. Dude, she is six, and she's already asking for him because other kids at mm-hmm. school, there was, you know, I mean, she's she's in first grade, but mm-hmm. she is at a school that goes up to fifth grade, and so some of her older friends at school have cell phones, and I'm just like, man, I'm not ready for that yet. I got my first phone at 13. 13? That yeah. feels like a good age. I, was, I, I bet I can hold out another seven years. 13, and I was able to wear makeup at 13. And I think shave my legs in sixth grade, which is so weird that that's even a thing. Like shaving legs has has. Wait, they w- didn't allow you to shave your legs until then. Yeah, I mean you're an extraordinarily hairy person. I I, I think I'm that's not. weird. You I'm have fair. I am have the blondest hair ever. Like you can't even see it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a strange, almost invisible mustache, but it's there. You are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird whenever you're trying to cross the threshold of like what's too, too old or too young to be starting and doing things like because once you have access to a telephone, then it's all the apps that come with it. It's not just like yeah. communication like it was back in our day, Dave. <laughs> and that's I feel like an old an old guy now because I'm like, yeah, you don't need a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was, you know, and I really didn't have a cell phone. I don't think until I was. Well, they have little Wi-Fi phones. 19 or something is when they really. Yeah, I know. But, you know, they're not going to be happy with that. Why? They can do everything that they would be able to do. Because they're not happy with anything. You make them an exquisite meal of all of their favorite things, and they're like, bleh. Oh. Yeah, kids are fun. Please leave a message after the tone. My daughter and her good friend were out trick-or-treating, and they are 12, almost 13 years old. And they were dressed like typical girls. They told me that a older gentleman handing out candy at his front porch, asked if he could take a picture of them, and before they could say no or anything, he already took their picture. I am just curious if I need to go speak with this older man and ask to see and delete this photo, or if it could be innocent enough. What's your guys' thoughts? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. So as a person who did do that, this I did that this Halloween. There was a fantastic uh, Garfield blow-up costume. But see, I feel like he would have mentioned that because he said they were just dressed as like typical girls. If there's a costume, you're like, oh, wow, this is so unique. This is really a fantastic costume. Do you mind if I take a picture? It's one thing, but it's also you're talking about young girls to begin with, an older guy that is whether he's being a creep intentionally or not, he's unaware that he's being a creep if he doesn't know it and he is being a creep if he does know it. I think that that is totally out of bounds. Yeah, unanimously in the chat, twitch.tv slash David Mahoney, everyone's saying you absolutely need to go talk to that creepy guy. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you feel like intuition and gut instinct will never lead you wrong, even if you're even if you are wrong, maybe in the moment a little bit, you're at least still 
your good nature is there that you're trying to protect yeah, you can your still daughter. Wash his There's no blood off for, your knuckles. It's fine. If anything, if your daughters were creeped out enough to remember that and then come home and tell you about it as dad, that was a creepy moment. Probably far more creepy than they're giving you credit well, for. Well, even just thinking about it from the from a standpoint of you don't want your face on someone else's phone, even if it. Nobody wants to be in the background of photos either. You know that's why we all duck and weave. Like nobody wants to be in the background. So. I get it. It Just feels ask him to yeah. delete it. Heath said, "Use parental instinct." I don't. Even, I mean, like yeah, the, the sure. photo is the photo, right? I mean, even of like him deleting it, he might have backed it up. Whatever doesn't. At this point, it's just in the ether. But I think making your presence known and letting them know that that's not acceptable. See, but you're on high alert right now, anyways, with this kind of stuff. I feel like this this is triggering. Yeah, set his grass on fire. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. It's Dave and Mahoney. So Audrey is on the overshare chair. That means you can ask her anything that you want, and she has to answer it regardless of how uncomfortable. And in the first segment, we didn't have any sex questions, which I thought was nice. Uh, we do have one here from Dat that is not really about, like, it, I don't think it's too involved, so we'll ask it. Uh, but he wants to know, tell us about the time that a dude tried to hook up with you in a car that you distinctly remember as being the worst car for somebody to try to hook up with you in. No, I've never done it. I'm so boring. We were talking about this yesterday. You've I never just, done it in a car? Well, no, I have, but it's always been the car that I, I'm with in my like with my partner, oh. and it's in like the back seat. So like it was never like I'm climbing over a stick shift Camaro because I just <laughs> can't help myself. These First cars off, just... if you take that T-top off, there's extra room. <laughs> no, it's like... I think the first time I ever took in a car, it was in a green forerunner in high school. A green forerunner? Because that's what my boyfriend at the time Uh drove. And then the only other time was like in a Chevy Cruze. Ew. (laughs) I I can't believe some dude in a Chevy Cruze got laid. That's amazing. It was my ex-husband. What do you mean? Oh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Ogre said, Audrey, do you see yourself getting married again? Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not like anti-love. Right. I mean, I, yes, had a marriage that did not work, but I'm not, I don't have a, dis, I, I don't resent that person. I don't resent my ex. I still have a lot of love and care for him and his family. Like, we just didn't work out. He's a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't my forever person. And I think that it's that fine. happens a lot of times. So, sure. yeah, I would love to, you know, have a family and... I'm a I'm a a believer in love, so I think that there is more chances for me. I'm 31. I hope I have the opportunity of being married again. I would love that. I would want that for anybody. I would want that for him. I would I want that for everybody except for that one ex named Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Tyler. Uh, uh, the real EC in chat twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney said, Audrey, what would you do if you won the Powerball that not everyone else would do? Exclude like the trips and the cars and a house and stuff like that. What is something that you would do that you think would be really unique if you won the $1.5 billion jackpot? I spend money so frivolously that I just don't even think that my lifestyle would change. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't, there's nothing that, I mean, I would want a house because that would probably be the only way that I would afford one. Like a mansion, though, right? Like a nice house like with grass. Grass, pools. Pools. A basement. A basement. Oh, God. A sweet new car, because uh-huh. I have demolished mine. Okay, so... Trying I mean, to pull into garages, a large garage. A, gar- a garage that's so big that there's no possible way that I can ding my car into multiple it. Multiple times, yeah. No, it's fine. So, I mean, the Camry, maybe not the dream car. What is the dream car? Is I a- love the um, Audi Q5s. Okay. 
Nice. Uh, but I hear that they drive like butt. But I love the exterior. I think With that they're 1. really. $1.5 billion, you just have a new one for every day of the week. Yeah, a fleet of them. If, how cool would that be? Just to have one of those seven-car garages and so you just walk sweet. out there. You're like, what shall I drive today? I know. I don't know. I'm boring. I don't, I don't really fantasize about things like that, like material things. I actually didn't even know that uh, Audi Q5 was one of my favorite cars until I started kind of daydreaming about getting a new car. I don't know. I uh, it, it makes me sad to daydream about that because it feels so um, unobtainable. Uh, this is interesting. <laughs> um, Mobile said, does Audrey like or hate Bossy Rossi? Oh, I love Bossy. Ugh, how could you? It's the worst. That's just not true. Ugh. Just so verbally abusive. Okay, so this one is interesting. Uh, it te- got texted over to us from 702. It said, Audrey, when you first became single, give us a play-by-play of the very shallow things that you found incredibly attractive about a guy and the <laughs> things that have nothing to do with appearance that you also found to be incredibly attractive about a guy. So one of the first things that I noticed is that everybody tries to swoon you with who they know name-dropping. Like, all of this, what do I do, who I know. Now that doesn't work on you at all. At all yeah like there and again it kind of goes back to that i don't really daydream about things as far as like home and cars and material objects just because that's just that as shania twain our queen said that don't impress me much but i mean but also like there's got to be a part of you where you're like if you see a dude who's not all braggadocious and then has that stuff you're like Oh, he's got his he's got his of life course. together. Well, because there's it, just limit- also that's a bomb ass house. It just there's it's a sliding scale, truly. So, but yeah. if you're trying to impress me based off of things that have nothing to do with who you are as a person and who, what you can bring to the to the relationship, the potential relationship, like your character, you know, uh, how you treat other people, like your just who you are inside. Because I've already played the game of the the. The exterior matters more than the interior. Yeah. Like, I've already played that game. Like, sure. I, I'm not a person who's going to put, must be 6'2", must have, a, must be able to take care of me in my bio. Like, but I don't you also that. have a type, though. I mean, and it's it's Ragnar Lothbrook. <laughs> uh, Tell me I'm wrong. It's the tattoos for me. Yeah, for tattoos, sure. beards, look like he may invade Iceland for whatever reason. It's the, it's the, but also I have tattoos, too, so it's, it's like, it's a, it's an aesthetically pleasing thing for myself, yeah, too. Yeah. But as far as the super shallow, that was just a total turnoff for sure, was the braggadocious nature of where you can get me in and, like, Oh, I can know. get you in this. Shut up. You're like, <laughs> I'm a hot chick. I get in everywhere. <laughs> Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz on David Mahoney. There's a little bit of nostalgia here. It's also just trying to identify very popular movies from back in the day. I will say that all of these are movies from the 90s. Chris is joining us for a round of the movie quote quiz. Are you a movie buff, Chris? Uh, for the most part, I got three kids, so all I do is stay home and watch movies. Okay, excellent. That should help. Uh, do you mostly watch kids' movies with the kids, or you like send them to the other room and then you watch what you want to watch? It just depends on what time of the night it is. Usually, you know, I try to send them to the room so me and the wife can watch a movie, but a lot of times it's kids' movies. Okay, so again, all these movies are from the 90s. Audrey is on your team today. She's going to try to help you out. Uh, you got to get three out of the four so she can help you out as much as she's able to. Again, Audrey... 
all these movies from the 90s. Which is when I was born, so which, I'm kind yeah. of nervous. I don't know if you'll be able to help, but let's see. Here we go with the first one. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian, but I do love the taste of a good burger. All right, Chris, do you know that one? That one I am at a complete loss for. Well, good news. I think that Audrey is going to be able to help you out. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is correct. 1994. What year were you born? 91. So did you see it when you were three, or did you wait a little while? Yes, my mom yeah. said, let's take this child into let's a take her to very the explicit Let's take her to film. the dollar theater. You know, After it's been through its theatrical release, let's go to the, the sketchy theater where you pay a couple of nickels to go see a film. All right, so on the board, uh, Chris, a uh, little disappointed that you didn't get Pulp Fiction, but maybe some redemption here on number two? Maybe? Do you make money? Do you have a job? No, but don't people need good cars? Can't you sell good cars, Dad? Listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Chris, this is that's your cue, buddy. Yes, sir? Yep. Do you know it? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that was Matilda. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Easy peasy. We got this. Because, Audrey, you knew that one as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very impressed. Uh, you got two. Oh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Sure, sure that's was. the only tell that that gave for me was Danny. I guess everyone knew that. I, I would have had no idea. I don't think I've ever seen Matilda, but yeah, everyone in the in the chat got that instantly. All right, so you got two. All you have to do is get one more out of these next two, and you're going to win. Here we go on number three. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. What did you call us? You have me, right? Con men, thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, thugs, criminals. Hey, the North Pole, them are fighting words, partner. All right, Chris. Oh, that's easy. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi, and Jingle All the Way. Yeah! Wow. Let's go. And, Audrey, you, you had all three on lock. You, want, you just want to try the fourth one for the fun Let's of it? Let's go. Okay. Let's try it. All right, here we go. My mom's... How? Surely. The abrasion on the palm of your left hand is a type 1 sustains breaking a fall of 3 to 5 feet. The small remnants of plaster on the tip of your shoe pointed to a careless mason being the culprit. Your new watch, a quality forgery of a Cartier, was most likely purchased through the North African black market known to reside in Gotan. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective uh, 2. Uh- the best one. It's the second one. Was that the second yes, one? Yes, it is. Because the yeah. first one's whenever he's in Miami trying to do the dolphin thing. And yeah. that was the bad one. It's the that, second one. Whenever he comes out of the rhino butt. Okay, that. the second one was not the best. It's absolutely Take the it best. Back. It's absolutely I will fight you in the, the studio right now. Take it back. It's when nature calls, I guess. Uh-huh. Call or text oh, us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. 
hope Rossi gets to hear this because if I remember correctly, when Rossi had to leave the show a couple years ago, there was a nice dinner. The group of people that all went out to celebrate him leaving, and I'm sure Dave paid for it. So the real question is, is Ross going to take the radio show out to a nice dinner and buy them a nice dinner? Message deleted. So let me tell you, uh, Bossy Rossi, when he got fired a couple of years ago, first off, yes, it was a huge celebration. Yes, it made us all very happy. Uh, All kidding aside, we love Ross, even though we give each other a lot of guff. Uh, but we did take him out to a dinner, and it was a not celebratory dinner, but just us having a moment to break bread together and celebrate our friendship in life. Even though he was, you know, on to greener pastures. A couple of years later, he comes back like a bad rash, and he wants another dinner because he's been rehired by the radio group as a regional vice president of programming. And so we take him out to dinner again. And you would think he just got this big promotion and he is now one step away, one death away from being the regional president of programming, Mm -hmm. as he very astutely has pointed out numerous times. One person dies and all of a sudden he's in charge. So we go out to dinner. And guess what happens? He pays for it. No. Hmm. No, he does not. As soon as the check arrives, he does that thing where he like starts slowly reaching for the wallet, but it's like kind of giving everyone else the eye. Because he knew you were going to take care of it, did, Dave. Did the fair business take care of it? Why does everyone keep saying that? Everyone's like, oh, just uh, charge it to your business. I'm like, the business is me. It's just it's a, me. It's a tax write-off, right? It's not. That's not how it works. Isn't that the whole point of getting an LLC? <laughs> <laughs> you don't just get like, it's not like free dinner on the government. That's not That's not how tax deductions not- work. No. Joe Biden doesn't care, take care of that for you? No, he does not. I thought that that was the whole point of getting an LLC. So the government was like, you know what? You were smart enough to figure this part of the loophole out. So let's just go ahead, dinner on us. You get free everything That's because you it. set up a LLC through LegalZoom.com. No. no you had to boss- pay for it. Huh? You had to pay for it. Yes, I had to pay for it. Yeah. I had to pay for two dinners for Bossy Rossi. Uh, Edge is exactly right with his voicemail. Now that Bossy Rossi has traded our whole radio station away, including us for a half-eaten cheese sandwich, uh, he should take us to dinner. 100%. 100%. Thank you. I just like free Everyone dinners. Everyone gets a, uh, A5 Wagyu. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I just would like to say that for anybody. Anybody who wants to take us to dinner. I like dinners. I like seafood towers. I enjoy bottles of wine. Oh, yeah. I like steak. What else do we like, Dave? We, we, whenever we go to dinners, I feel like that's it. The bread, the butter, the butter matters. If you take us to a dinner and the butter is hard, dinner ruined. Man, I tell you you're what, you're bad. You're a bad future business partner. I don't. I don't need anything <laughs> other than the things that you just described. If bottle of wine, seafood tower, steak, steak, and then get whatever <laughs> side you want. I don't really care. And then if you want to get dessert, go ahead. I don't really care. What you don't care about the sides? Don't care about the sides. That's why you always have Mahoney pick the sides. Which yeah, always ends up being like two different types of potatoes. Yeah, it's it's mashed potatoes, then like au gratin potatoes, which are the best potatoes. Scalp. Cheesy scalp potatoes. Those are au gratin potatoes. They're different, so, No, they're not different. They are sure scallop are. potatoes different than au gratin potatoes? They sure are. What is the difference? I don't know, but there you is You are just making things no, up. You really. are just saying things to say things. I'll Google it. What's the difference? Scalped? It's not, it's scalloped. Scalloped. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what else is good? Scallops. Versus... All gratin. I think all gratin. All gratin. All gratin. Oh, scalloped potatoes uh-huh. don't use cheese. All gratin does. Oh, yeah. All gratin's better then. Yeah, yeah, you, for sure. Cheese it up. You don't go for the mac and cheese? You judge every place. Uh, you should, yeah. For, you should for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you judge the place based on the mac and oh, cheese, yeah. not like the steak? 
usually if you have a bad mac and cheese, that means that they don't put enough care into their whole meal. I judge. But you're too late at that point. I judge a restaurant before we even get to a table. I'll judge the restaurant based on the appetizer. Like really? If, if I order a shrimp cocktail. And it's weak. And you screw up the shrimp cocktail. Mm. I agree. Yeah. There's hard. I, legit, the other day we walked into a restaurant and their wastebasket by the hostess stand was overflowing. Judgment. I left. Bathrooms, too. You walk into a bathroom, it's not clean. That's this the best sucks. way. Before yeah. you even go go to a table, go check out their bathrooms. I'm not kidding you. That is the easiest foreshadowing on how the the rest of your, the remainder of the dinner is going to be. Yeah. If just it's, go, you gotta, it's not clean. You got to pre-dump. I'm not even pre-dump. Uh-huh. You just got to check it out. You got to check it out because I also, you don't want to waste your money. I, I totally Oh, so what do you, hold on a second. You're going to go into the bathroom if, if you're not delighted with the bathroom. No, the you're going to leave? At the hostess, I, the other day, I you went. You did not leave. You swear left? Swear on Bible. Legit. Walked in. First off, so, you hate the Bible. Secondly. <laughs> parts of it, for sure. <laughs> swear on Blue. I love him. Swear on Blue's life, my dog, that I walked in. The okay. hostess stand was a travesty, and I walked right out. Did you really? Did you had reservations? Was this dinner? It was dinner. That's and it was an it was a like a random dinner. It wasn't like pre planned. Oh, so it wasn't like you made like no, reservations. We could have we could easily in. have just okay. gone to a different place. Yeah. You've never done that. No. You've never just gotten the heebie-jeebies from a place, and you were just like, I'm going to just get. I'm just my stomach is so sensitive that I just don't chance anything. Like if you, man, I told you I went into a bar last weekend that had a sign on the door that said no matches, but you didn't eat. I you ate? It. Oh, I thought I, I was. Thought about it. <laughs> my my roommate was served un like unfully cooked pancakes, and we still paid for everything in tip. I got unfully cooked pan- pancakes a couple of weeks ago myself. Was it at a Denny's for, for the kids? Was it at a Denny's? No, you went to a Denny's. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't act like you expected something better at a Denny's. I mean, their nachos are fire. No, they're not. Denny's has nachos. <laughs> they're just not. Dude. What are you talking about? We need to get you paid more. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, I've got a, I've got a question for you. Why do you want to go to Mexico? Is there somebody you know there, or um, why would you want to go there? New Mexico or Mexico, Mexico? Just curious. Message deleted. So hang on, Mary. When Audrey said she was going to Mexico <laughs> on vacation, you thought that there's a 50-50 shot that she may be going to New Mexico? Maybe I was going to go check out the Breaking Bad house. You know what? It, it, you could throw a pizza right on the roof. That wouldn't be annoying at all. No, she's going to Mexico proper. Where are you going in Mexico? Tulum. You're going to Tulum. Yes. What a delightful touristy little place that is. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. So it's going to be my first trip out of the country um, with like, a couple of my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. There's two. There's going to be three of us total going. And it's so funny because one of us, one of the three of us has already got all of our outfits bought, planned the whole thing. When is this trip? Um, December. So just a month away. Okay. Not, not too all bad. Right. That's yeah. not too bad. Um, and well, here's the thing, though, is that I didn't know like whites, creams, like there's like a whole like colorscape that a lot of people dress up when you go there. Oh, no. If you're, if you're going to Mexico, you got to dress like a like a, a drug lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, where do you go to shop for drug lord outfits? Like, where do I go to find that I look like I? <laughs> I'm gonna be one. I am mon- monochrome. I am already white and cream and beige. My, I'm going. You're to- gonna have to spray tan the hell out of yourself and just uh, dress in a white a white flowing <laughs> gown and an enormous hat. Yeah, man. If you yes. see me super spray tan, mind your business. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. Is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey is on the overshare chair. That means that you can ask her anything that you want, and regardless of how uncomfortable she has to answer. That's mm. something that we all commit to on the show is exposing even the uh, the most personal aspects of our life. And producer Pajamas has a question for you. 
So Dave had made a comment the other week of, hey, Audrey, sometimes you can be a little stinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my question <laughs> to Which you. Which is a joke. <laughs> I'm not really a stinky not a person. Joke. Stop! Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. My, my question to you is, uh, probably during pandemic times, what is the longest time in your entire life oh. that you have gone without a bath or a shower? Like washing my physical body, because yeah. hair is different. Yeah. yeah. So washing, probably a weekend. A weekend, like, probably that's from it? like a Friday to a Monday. That's it. So, yeah, okay. because like I start we, like we, we've all had the stinky weekend before. Yeah, stinky weekend. Mm. And, but, <laughs> weekend. <laughs> <laughs> stinky winky. Uh, we, but you know, I think we all get to the same point where on Sunday you're like, Oof, this yeah. is not going beyond. Yeah, because like you start going to uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that thing where you like reach down and you're like, stop it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> stop. <laughs> you can just like feel a layer on you. Yeah, you're just like, oh, God, it's making my body is rejecting me, not showering for this <laughs> long. That's so foul. Um, this uh, is text number two from 702. It said, Audrey, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being bad, how bad was your addiction to watching adult entertainment? It was pretty bad. So, I mean, and we've talked about this and I've been pretty open and honest about, I mean, I really, truly do believe in my heart that I was addicted to the adult content um, just because it's the convenience factor of it. Um, you know, it just became, I would watch that out of boredom. I would wake up and feel like, oh, well, let me just go ahead and do this before I would go to work. Like legit, it consumed Ew, every, I, I, it was just, it, so I'm being honest. Do it like whenever we were working from home between like if I could if while I felt the show like, was going on. No, if I felt like I could do it between our show and then I was I had my own show at the time. Oh, if I yeah. could feel like I could squeeze it in in between there, mm. like I mean it's it and that's whenever you know that it was a real addiction. Like because there was literally at no point that I didn't feel like I was able to do it. Like, or I wasn't able to get it done. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah. knew that I could fit it in, and wherever it was, you were doing it just to do it, though. Just like, to do it. It felt, and it had no, it had no, yeah. had no pleasure, and it was, it never made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It always was like that disgusting feeling afterwards. Um, but yeah, man, like I don't know. I don't even remember what the original question was, but it, it just. If, just the just the level of addiction. I think it was that, bad. Th- that the answer of ten is bad would be a ten. That, yeah. I mean that sounds like. Or I, at least and I close. had to do it. Yeah. Co- like I haven't I haven't looked at it almost a, it, mm, like around February. Okay, so close to a year. Do you feel like it has dramatically improved your sex life without question? Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things though too, and it was kind of a challenge for myself. I didn't know what I liked mm. because I was voyeuring so many other people's likes. Yeah. That I didn't know what I was into. So, like, now I'm able to actually have, like, a, a, a real thought process of what are my own pleasure-seeking things. It hasn't gotten, like, super weird. We have, like, a red room or anything. Right? <laughs> no, it no, has okay, not. Uh, this one also texted over to us. Uh, did Audrey go through any phases or clicks in school? Were you, like, the emo kid or the preppy kid or the theater kid? or All of that. I'm a chameleon of nature because mm-hmm. I've moved around so much. And I really do have this sense of... If I am a success, if I do, if I succeed in certain assets of my life, then I won't get in trouble, whatever that may mean. So, like, if I am able to hang out with the popular kids or if I have, like, a, a group of people that I can hang out with, then I'm not going to get bullied because I have a group of people that are around me. And same thing, like, with succeeding in sports. I also played soccer. Like, if I succeeded in sports, then, you know, I wouldn't get in trouble with my parents or whatever because I was a talker. Like, if I did one thing really, really well, I always had that that my parents wouldn't get, in, like, angry at me for. It's how I... 
that's maybe being the older child as well. You're like performance based. So I really do think that I was a chameleon of sorts. Um, but I did have an emo phase. Yes, I was full throttle into the MySpace. This one from Mandy. What traditionally gross thing do you find attractive, whether that's cigar smoke or sweat or just a hairy, sweaty guy? Like, what do you find? What are you totally into? Cigars don't freak me out like most people do. I do find the uh, the appeal of cigar smoking and even cigarettes don't yell at me. But so hang like, on. If you kiss a guy and he tastes like oh, cigarette. No, that's it. That's oh. the reason why. I, it's the aesthetic. It's like the seeing them across the room thing. Oh, cannot yeah. kiss you if you smoke a cig. Like, okay, blah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the James Dean poster. You yeah. know, like the, the greaser movie trope that you always saw growing up of, of the, I've got the cigarettes in my arm and I'm ready to... Ratio for pink slips. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that trope was what I grew up thinking was so hot. But um, yeah, no, the the cigar is totally different than cigarettes to me, though. But I think that that would probably be gross. Also, smells don't bother me. Like a man musk doesn't bother me. And I think most people would be like, oh, mm. that's so gross. Uh, this is an interesting one. It says, being from Alabama, have you ever hooked up on an ATV of any kind? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I haven't. Uh, that took a little long to answer. I don't know. No, I haven't. I haven't. I am a chicken. Would you? No. I mean, I would. Because you you're out in the middle of the open. I know. Uh, well, no, you can drive an ATV wherever you want, all terrain. Have you ever hooked up in the woods? No. Man? Eh? On like a camping trip. <laughs> you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. It's Dave and Mahoney. Oh! So just how dramatic are your friends on the internet? I would say for the most part, my dude friends, not very dramatic. There's been, there's been a couple over the years that have been exceptionally dramatic, but then they've come to terms with the fact that this is probably a mistake. Yeah. But also, like, most of my friends are around 40 years old, and, like, a 40-year-old dude losing his ish on the internet is just not a great look. We've seen it happen, though, and We've everybody, like, contacted this individual's, like, close family friends because we're like, wait, hold on. This are person, you, are you, are you okay? well? Like, what's wrong? Because the older you get, Dave, you're right. I mean, seriously, the more you're expected, now, whether or not that should be fair or not, but it's expected that you at least should have your stuff together. But I feel like you have a decent amount of friends that have had, like, the kind of public meltdowns. And sure. Is it? Is it normally there's a scenario where they're totally freaking out to the point where anyone that saw their post would be like, that person is going through it? Yeah. Or is it like, I just know that person, so they're clearly going through something? So I think that it's, we're kind of in an era where it the, the internet has become our diary a little bit. And especially for people that are about my age, I mean, we grew up blogging. So I, I think that, you know, taking... The time to put all of air out all your dirty laundry has become so normal. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that this is a good thing or okay thing, but I do think that sometimes whenever people get a little too, like, cry for helpy, I'm like, you're not like this all the time. I don't know when to step in. That's, that's kind of the fine line that I'm, I'm experiencing right now. Like, whenever I have a friend that I know would probably cringe if they would go back and reread these posts, I'm like... Do I step in as a friend or let them have their moment? That's just so chaotic of energy to me, though. If they're posting things that are so out there that you know if they went back and read them again that it would make them cringe. Like, if you're putting that out there to begin with. We've also made dark humor so normal. Yeah. Where a lot of people are like, LOL, I'll just, like, jump off this cliff and kill myself. Ha, ha, ha. 
it's like, is it is that a cry for help even? Like, sometimes I think that dark humor can be a cry for help, too, to an extent. And we see, I don't, I, I just don't know. I don't know when to step in. Because, I mean, during my divorce, I definitely had a hard time. And I, and I, I think that sometimes people want to be like, this is also a human part of a day-to-day experience. Like, not everything is sunshine puppies and rainbows and butterflies, right? Like, I, but I think that there's such an outward, exp- uh, you're supposed to f- be that best version of yourself online that I think that a lot of times some people are like, this is the real part too. It's just, I know, Dave, you're looking at me like, it doesn't make sense, but no, I it, think it makes that- perfect sense. I mean, you had a very specific thing that you did when you went through your divorce and you just took your whole Instagram and went delete and then started over. Yeah. And it was like hot chick summer has begun. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I had to break the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's funny because I did see something and this isn't this isn't even really the reason why we're having this conversation, though. But I did see something that said they broke up with you not because you weren't hot. It was because you were crazy. And I'm like, oh, not talking about me specifically. No, but no, just definitely like in not general. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm normal. But yeah. when do you step in? Like, when do you step into your friends who are acting like a little not like themselves on the Internet? Do you step in? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's a, if it's an ongoing thing, like if they're just having a day, you know, or maybe they're just having a week. If, if it's like you're having a, a quarter, yeah. <laughs> so it's, time to, it's time to step in and have a talk. See, our friend in the chat just said, my entire existence is a cry for help. See, those are the type of things. That's the dark humor I'm talking about. So when do you know what's real and what's just like for the gig? Yeah, the, the no, giggles? you're talking about Natalie in the chat, and we definitely need to step in with her. She is a mess. <laughs> Call or text us at 833-YO-DOUBLE. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. On Dave and Mahoney. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one before, Audrey, but there is a couple that was scheming to smuggle drugs into jail because it was the boyfriend who was in jail, the girlfriend who was out, and she wanted to help him out. Uh, did not put anything directly inside of her body, which we appreciate because we have heard that story before, but I don't know if you caught the trend here. The girlfriends in these scenarios are a lot of times very attractive. I mean... In- including this one. Well, there is this bad boy thing, I guess, that I'll, some girls are attracted to. Is he good looking? Uh, no, I would say that there's actually, I mean, between the two of them, like she is way better looking than he is. Wouldn't you agree? They are a pair. Okay, never mind. Maybe I'm overestimating her, how good she looking she is. She has potential. He does too. You they just so? look like they're both into drugs. They're both on the drugs and in the jail. Uh, this is another interesting detail of this. So what they were doing is they were sneaking drug-infused paper into the facility disguised as mail. It was mm. fake mail that was arriving at the jail. It was intercepted by detectives. They sent it to a local lab for testing, and it tested positive for MDMA. Now, the reason they figured it out it was her because there was a fingerprint that was on one of the pieces of paper is along it? with the envelope. Why on earth would you want to be rolling on ecstasy in jail? That sounds like the worst place Doesn't to Doesn't that sound terrible? Like, now you're in a relationship with your cellmate. You've said a bunch of things you don't really mean. Uh, it just... You... I feel like you would try to, like, be in your mind and explore yourself outside of the cell from within. But wouldn't that be better if that was LSD or something? Probably. I mean, or as opposed sh- to... Shrooms. Shrooms, anything except for MDMA. Just seems like a really bad but How would thing. you sneak shrooms in? How would you sneak shrooms in? Yeah. How would you... Dave Farah. 
I feel like thing. shrooms come in a lot of different forms now. Like there are a lot of shrooms are mixed with like chocolate bars. Are they? And, oh, I yeah, don't know. All, I'm... all different kinds of ways of doing it. I... So uh, shrooms you'd think would be one of the easier things to sneak in because they're already disguised in a lot of in a lot of ways. Disguise. Mm-hmm. Would you say they're the master of disguise? I feel like if you took a bunch of shrooms, you could convince yourself that you're the master of disguise. You would convince yourself that you are Dana Carvey. I am a tree. <laughs> uh, so this is a story of a, a woman from Florida who just really loved her adult toy. Um, she is behind bars after a struggle over her sex toy. Apparently went a little too far. A uh, man told deputies that he had an argument with Chelsea White, 34 years old, over a toy that he owned. His toy. Okay. He asked her to return the toy, but she refused. He then grabbed a purse in which the toy was in, and a struggle ensued, which just seems so comical to me. Mm -hmm. These two fighting over a dildo that's in a purse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, did it say specifically it was a dildo? uh, You know what? It didn't, and so it is. What? Yep. There are so many better toys than dildos out there. It can't just be a dildo. No, man. It's a big old dildo. (laughs) (laughs) I guess... uh, this escalated after the struggle over the dildo-filled purse. Uh, she began biting him and then fell onto the couch. And he had to punch her to make her stop. <laughs> <laughs> and they still arrested her. She was... <laughs> Why did she get arrested? Well, Because she just was biting him and she stole his dildo. It wasn't his... Put him in jail. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Are you an old... Comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Sleeping for eight hours a day and still waking up tired as hell has got to be one of the biggest crocs and scams ever. I mean, how the hell do you get a full night's rest and still wake up feeling like trash in the morning? Message deleted. Yes! Oh, my God. What is up with that, man? Why? I sleep mean? like a freaking baby. I go to bed, and I I can't stay up. I am in bed by, like, 9 o'clock, and I wake up, and I am the most tired. There's no one more tired than me. No one. There's not no a No one more tired than you. No one. For no reason. That's what's most annoying. Like, this guy so said, you sleep, get eight hours of sleep. You'll sleep for nine, ten hours, and you still wake up. And, and I will go home, and I'll yeah. take a nap. And I'm like, wow, I could sleep for four hours in the middle of the day, get a whole other batch of sleep, and then still go to bed at 8 o'clock. What's up with you that? You take four-hour naps? I have. No, the, the, not regularly, but okay, I have. you got to sleep less. But I'm so tired all the time. Hmm. Everyone's saying it's too much sleep. I'm just reading the chat right now. Sorry for the lull, and uh, I have no response. I mean, that's what we think, sure, but, like, I don't know, man. Denise I, said I, I sleep like crap all the time, and I'm the same way. I, I don't know what a good night's sleep feels like. Go on vacation. There's no good night's sleep. That ain't happening. Have either of you tried melanin? Melatonin. Melatonin. Uh, yep, every night. Uh, really? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't help you get deeper, more relaxing sleep. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, sure, maybe it does. I just take it. It's just a couple of gummies. It's not a narcotic or anything like that. Yeah, it's just like a pseudoscience at this point for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it helps. I don't know if it's a placebo effect, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah I take melatonin every night. I have no problem sleeping, really. Like, I can go to sleep in a second. Could you fall asleep right now? I have. You've watched me, like, put my head down some days. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, but you were, like, real hungover those days. No, even whenever I'm not... I'm just like, I'm a sleepy dude. How long do you think it would take you to fall asleep right now if you tried? 
probably 10 minutes because I have to like get okay with the fact of knowing that there's like cameras in here and lights on and yeah, you guys yeah. and are. we're going to draw a penis on your forehead. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Please leave a message after the tone. Please leave a message after the tone. Are there any sounds that you can hear and to give you flashbacks to your childhood? For me, it's a lot of the old gaming consoles, like the OG Xbox or PlayStation booting up. Message deleted. Yeah, there's a couple of those sounds that that definitely take me back. And I think that the gaming console, uh, the the old school HBO as well, is very reminiscent for for me of my youth. But um, it's more smells than sounds. Mine would have to be the AOL dial-up noise. Do you, did you ever, like, do that thing where you had to, like, try to cover it because you were up late at night and you were logging onto the internet even yeah, though you weren't supposed to For be? sure. Putting the pillow. I mean, producer pajamas shaking his head. You're too young to know this. Yeah. So it, we're going to teach you. It was a thing where you used to have to dial up via modem, which is what she's talking about, and to get on the, log onto the internet and as opposed to the internet just being there. If your parents would pick up the phone while you were trying to log onto the modem, you would hear their voice through the computer. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and they're like, get off the computer. And you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Okay, I don't know if they're listening right now, but I sure hope my family is listening because there is obviously a big jackpot in the lottery that everyone's talking about. $1.5 billion. And this is a, uh, a story that I feel like everyone needs to hear about a man. This dude is in China. We're not talking $1.5 billion. Nowhere even near that, but still a huge amount of money. $29.9 million lottery jackpot. So he wins this jackpot of, let's just call it $30 million. And he kept it a secret from his wife and kid. Unethical? Uh, I feel like, how do you not find out? Well, here's what he did. Uh, his He's only identified as Mr. Lee. He wore a bright yellow costume to pick up the lottery winnings, covered his head and his face in the photo. So it showed somebody accepting the prize. And he was asked why he was keeping this secret, including his identity. He said, I didn't tell my wife and child for fear that they would be too complacent and would not want to work or work hard in the future. He's doing it for them. He's Is doing he going to still go to work as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Sure That's right. Uh, he also donated some money to charity, 687000 and said he had not decided what to do with the other $29.3 million that he still had left over. Uh, he did end up collecting almost $24 million after taxes. This is such a bananas take. You have the ability to relax and let your family relax Mm-mm. and take care of your no, family. No, no, no. And we are so Please. indoctrinated nope. into this thought work. of work until uh, you die. Yep. That's bonkers bonkers he doesn't want him to be lazy he's an excellent father he is coaching them up preparing them for the future dave mm. if you win he's gonna make are, are, are you yeah. gonna try and hide this yes oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna fly straight to the cayman islands and be like put that in the bank account untraceable buy a disney cruise buy a disney cruise line and just never let mahoney go on it wouldn't that be great no I feel like this would be you, though, of anybody in this room right now that would hide it from their kids and make them work uh, multiple jobs. It would be you. I mean, jobs that they like, hopefully, you know, like I don't want you out here doing a job that you dislike. But if you are able to go out there, you would they don't know they're two exactly child labor. You know what? You pay less taxes. You could have all the Nikes you desire. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 
Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. Way out in the land of the setting sun, where the wind blows wild and free. There's a lovely spot, just the only one that means home, sweet home to me. If you follow the old Kit Carson trail till the desert meets the hills, oh, you certainly will agree with me. It's the place of a thousand thrills. Home means Nevada. Home means the hills. Home means a sage in the pine. Out by the trucky silvery rills. Out where the sun always shines. Time now. Home means Nevada to me. 